host, Todd Archer. Uh, man, as always, my prayer is God by stretching to be to get out of your comfort zone, to speak the name of Jesus more prominently at every opportunity that you have, uh, no matter how uncomfortable that feels. It has been a great past week. A lot of prayers for myself have been answered. Uh, It's been truly a blessing to uh, talk with brothers and group up with men and, and grow. And to realize that men look, no matter what we're going through in our lives, that we're all men and we all have similar challenges and face similar issues and uh, I hope God is leading you to a group of men that uh, you can sharpen one another, talk through uh, issues, lean on Jesus together, and strengthen and encourage one another in him. But, uh, no, it's just been an awesome week. Uh, so glad that uh, God has given me the opportunity to come back and and talk to you again this week. It has uh, it's been something. Last week was a big, big deal, you know, in how to last week's show and how to live a sin-free life, or can we live a sin-free life? And I truly believe that it is possible, uh, but I think that it has to. We as men have to change our mindset first. And we have to lead the way in not looking at the Bible as something futuristic. It is something that in order to fulfill the great commission that Jesus put on us is to spread the gospel and spread the good news of uh, Jesus Christ throughout the world that I think we have to take a hold of now, just like the disciples did in that day. They didn't wait They knew that the Holy Spirit uh, was with them because Jesus had told them that it was. And uh, I think we have to look at it the same way they did. This is here and now. This is not something we have to wait to take a hold of in the future. Um, You know, we have to, I mean, it's now. It's our job. It's our responsibility as followers of Jesus that, we take hold of all the truths that are in his book. So, like I said last show, I am not exactly sure what that looks like. And uh, as we go through this, this is just some of my thoughts, some of the things that God has put on my heart and mind that will help us take that next step and uh, be bold in Jesus' name, not through our strength, as I said before, but his Uh, that we can start living the life and stepping into the promises and the guarantees and the surety of what living under Jesus Christ looks like. Uh, So this is the 23rd episode. Wow. But I'm enjoying it. I hope uh, those of you who listen are as well. Uh, Like I said, we're walking this walk together. This is by no means am I any kind of Bible scholar or anything. I am truly just trying to 
follow what God is putting on my heart. And I think that as men, we have to, uh, we have to step up and lead the way. Uh, what that looks like in your life will be different than what it looks like in mine. But as long as we're living it through the scope, the glory and the power of Jesus Christ, honoring God, the father, son, and Holy spirit in the end, it'll look the same. How we get there, we'll take all different routes and that doesn't really matter. But the main thing is we hit the same objective at the same time. So episode 23, how to begin to live a sin-free life. <laughs> I don't know, but God does. Uh, and God, uh, tells us. And I think, um, we have to really uh, step into the truth that the Bible is God's word. It's our handbook. It's our rule book for how we live this life, how we go about handling situations in this life. And it's not something that, I mean, when Jesus provided us the helper, when he ascended back into heaven to sit at the right hand of God, the Father, he provided the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, which is the Father, Son, together in one through the Holy Spirit. And part of our triune, triune God. Uh, I think the first key that, um, you know, first thing that came to mind is how to live a sin-free life. Uh, I wrote down Mark twelve twenty-nine through 31. And this is when the Pharisees were asking Jesus, what is, you know, what's the most important commandment? And Mark 29 through 31 says, Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord, your God, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And I think that um, we have to take that. We have, there should be nothing more important in our lives than honoring and, or loving and honoring God in all that we do. Uh, that, that is the truth as long as we love God and love other people as we love ourselves right that we're not going to do we wouldn't go beat well that's later but uh you know there's not a lot of things that we would do to ourselves uh that we do do to other people uh that we um judge harshly but then we look at ourselves as less than sinners than them because, you know, our sin's not that bad. But we know the truth is that sin is sin, no matter what it is. But uh let's go back to it. And you know, we must believe the Bible is the whole word of God. Everything in it is absolute truth. Everything that is written in it is something we can stand on stand on forever. We can build our legacy that through our children, through our family and through our children, that 
if we raise our children up in these ways that they too will be able to stand on. I mean, these are eternal truths that God has given us uh, through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, like I say, like I've said before, this is the handbook of life, right? I mean, this, you want to know how to make your life better. You want to know how to find peace in your world, how to find peace in your life. Pick up the Bible. It's a handbook. Um, you know, in saying that, I think, like I, like I said last week that, God didn't mean for this to be something that we attain in the future. Through our acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, these things are attainable now. Uh, he doesn't say wait. There are some some instances where Jesus said when he returns, there will be other things that will be completed, and then everybody will be judged at that point but when we're reading the bible at this point i believe that it is necessary that we look at it as right now okay how do i implement these truths that jesus jesus has given us these promises that jesus says are there through the provision of the holy spirit how do we use those right now we can't wait for some time in the future to apply them. And I know for me, it was a struggle for a long time that, you know, my sin gets in the way, right? Uh, that we, that I couldn't speak about Jesus. I couldn't speak about God. No matter how much I loved him, I couldn't speak about him or talk to him because the shame and guilt of my past uh, limited me somehow in telling the truth about Jesus Christ, which I think a lot of guys do. We feel we let the uh, fear of our past inter- supersede what God has put on our hearts. And I don't think, as he has shown me uh, in my life, that that is true. And no doesn't matter. He doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. So in taking that and believing in that 100%, I think it makes it easier to go out and talk about Jesus. No matter what anybody says, the truth is I'm sanctified because I accepted Jesus Christ, and his promise is that once you accept his son as your Lord and Savior and believe that he died on the cross for your sins and rose on the third day and truly believe that in your heart, then all God sees in you is the righteousness righteousness of his son, Jesus Christ. And that alone allows you the ability and the power to step out and spread the gospel, the good news, great news of Jesus Christ. Um, and that leads me into kind of the next the next thought I had in this journey as we're looking on how to live a sin-free life. One, we have to be able to apply God's principles now and look at the things that he promises is not upon his return, but he says now to go out and spread the good word across the world so every person, every soul on this earth 
will hear the name of Jesus Christ. That's the Great Commission. He would not tell us to go and do something that he hasn't empowered us to do. That is not who our God is. That is not who his son Jesus Christ is. He has provided us the helper, the provided us the spirit, and we have to step out in the truth that all these things that were of Adam that we like to keep living in and keep falling back on as an excuse not to step into the truth of the Holy Spirit and the power of God, we have to stop, men, and we have to lead the way in that, and we have to start showing everybody in our circles and in our life that, you know what? I'm not waiting. I'm taking hold of the power now. I'm taking hold of the confidence and the promises that God says the Holy Spirit gives me right now because I cannot efficiently go out and spread Jesus' word if I don't have true control of the truth that is in the Bible. And when I'm starting to read the Bible now as a perspective of, from the perspective of, okay, this is what we were, Old Testament, New Testament, Romans, all of this telling us, okay, look, this is, this is what we were. This is what was happening before Jesus. And now that Jesus has come, we are no longer that. That has ended, period. Jesus, as we accept Jesus Christ, and we have been baptized and become a new creation, a new creation, not the old, not in the sin. Our flesh is still in that, but our spirit, which can, through the power of Jesus, can control the flesh. And since we are living in that, we are a new creation, not physically, but spiritually. And our spirit, because of God's power and God's truth and through his son, Jesus Christ, we can now live in that clean, fresh feeling. But that leads me to my next point or my next thought. Men, we have to take hold of the truth of self-forgiveness, right? I know for a long time uh, that I heard it, it's preached, that's awesome, but until in our minds that we accept that, look, God has forgiven us, that we take hold of that truth, even if you stumble, that's what grace is for, right, on this journey to live in a sin-free life, that we may stumble along the way. There may be times where because we haven't been in God's word, because we haven't been focused on God first, that we stumble. And that's what grace is for. But on this journey to live in a sin-free life, we have to believe that all our sins are forgiven as far as from the east to the west, right? And that's a tough one to get over. I mean, that's hard to, hard to do, uh, you know, because the enemy, Satan, will uh, use that. And what's his number one tool? He doesn't change his tactics as uh, our men's, another men's group I'm a part of uh, met Saturday. Uh, one of the men in there said that Satan never changes his tactics. He always uses the same tactics over and over again. Never changes. Same game plan. Uh, and as I was reading through this morning, uh, 
verse stuck out as I'm talking about. We can, you know, we can't let the shames of our past, the guilt and shame of our past, limit the power and strength that Jesus Christ has put in us through the Holy Spirit because that's what he promised us. And it's 1 John 4, 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out, drives out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Gentlemen, we are perfected in love. With our acceptance of Jesus Christ, we are now, in God's eyes, perfected in love. And I think that's the biggest truth that we have to accept in our lives is that we are now perfected in love. We can live our life as perfect, or not as perfect, but perfected in love. All the qualities that love brings, uh, peace, patience, kindness, all of that is in us because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Again, we are the temple of God are we limiting God by falling back on fear no I don't think so I think we do but I think the key is to to truly step into the power like I said quit looking at the Bible as something we'll attain in the future and start looking at it as something we have right now the power we have right now in Jesus Christ it's not something that we should hope for it's not something. No, Jesus says you have it now. So take hold of it. I mean, look at the disciples. They didn't wait. They took off, right? I mean, they they stepped out and, and, and they started marching. They didn't wait and say, oh, we're waiting for Jesus to come back. Oh, we're waiting. No, they took hold of the truth of Jesus Christ, his promises, and knew that he was the son of God, the creator of everything, and stepped out and went and preached it. But I think today there's so much noise in the world about, I mean, they can talk, we can talk about God openly, but still to this day, when you bring up the name of Jesus Christ, it changes everything. The whole conversation switches. Now, whatever their beliefs are is what they are. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, um, still kind of a running conversation and he used to be a follower and he has denounced Christ. Um, you know, like I told him, I said, it's not my place to judge you. Whatever reasons you have, I understand. I mean, I don't understand. I don't know, but it's not for me to judge you. All I'm going to do is tell you, I'm worried about your soul. And, you know, uh, we have engaged in some conversations and uh, been praying for his soul that God would lead him back. But you know what? That's the great love of God, that he gives us a choice to make those decisions. Uh, some people don't see it as love because a lot of people just want to be told what to do and how to do it. Um, but I think that that's the biggest sign of love and trust is that God knows what he's put in you knows what you're capable of and he steps out on that trust in us through our faith in his son Jesus Christ and his provision of the Holy Spirit it's not our 
strength that we do in this song. We've talked about this before on the show. It is truly his strength and relying on his strength, not our own, when we accomplish the most for the kingdom of heaven. When we truly forget about fear, don't worry about your past. Who cares? That was yesterday, right? Nobody nobody cares. You take the lessons that you learn on how to get better for the day that God gives you when you, if you wake up the next morning and you apply those wins or those tactics that he has shown you that you can be better in this area and you start working on making them better. How do you work on making them better? You get in his book and find them in his word. And then you take those principles and apply discipline in your life and you start working toward how to make those a part of your everyday life. So it becomes habit, not something you do occasionally and that takes discipline and as we refresh our minds daily in god's word and through his word through prayer constantly in prayer uh fear goes away uh, you can step out in more confidence uh, and and take hold of what jesus says we are to do and what jesus has given us the authority to do through the provision of the Holy Spirit, which is God, the Father, Son, and the Spirit. Three persons of the Trinity. The third person of the Trinity lives inside of you. You have everything that you need to go and spread the gospel and live a life that is honoring and glorifying to the Father by way of Jesus' sacrifice. Um and I think those truths are most important, man, that when we can forget about ourselves, uh, we can sacrifice, as as Jesus says, we have to die to ourselves daily. We have to pick up our cross. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be, you know, easy for me to say, you know, it's working out, right? Working out's not fun. Sometimes it is. I mean, it can be. But when you first start, it's no fun. You're sore. You hurt. Uh, you know, and each time you push or each time you grow your muscles, you get pain. And we're going to have that in life as followers of Jesus Christ. But the promise is we're not working for the moment. We're not working for right now. We're working for what's going to happen six months down the line, a year down the line, three years down the line, five years down the line. Those are where those benefits pay off. What are we working for here? Eternity. Where are we going to be in heaven? What are the things that we do here that God has already predestined for us? Uh, you know, like Ed Milette said, when I get to heaven, God's going to have a version of a man standing there that he wanted me to be. And he said, I want to know that guy. I want to be that guy here and now so when I get to heaven, me and him know each other. And I think that's a very good point is that <clears throat> we don't want to not know who God has created us to be. We want to be working each and every day to step into the man that he has created us to be, the leaders of our homes, Right? the fathers of our children because they are a blessing that he has given us. We cannot live uh, or 
guide our house in a way out of a position of fear, we have to lead from a position of authority. Not that we've gained it, but we have been granted it by God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And when we trust and we lead how Jesus led, then we have no fear because we leave from a position of love and caring and understanding for other people and that their lives are greater than our lives. We've accepted Jesus Christ. We have eternity with perfection and the triune God that we have, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So um, what, do we, what does it matter what happens here if we can live our lives in a way that shows people that being kind to one another, loving one another, not hating one another, being able to sit down with somebody and, and walk them through their troubles and explain the big picture from the heart. It's not, like I said before, it's not for us to save them. That's Jesus's job. But how can he save them if they never know who he is? If they don't know the truth. Um, or those that, even in my instance, uh, my buddy that's uh, walked away from the truth. Uh, on the simple fact that, you know, having his son die on a cross is not love. He said... Or that because I'm not, I don't accept Jesus that I'm going to burn in hell for eternity. That's not love. Well, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't have all the answers for that. Um, that's somebody a lot smarter in the word than me. But I'm not, I don't argue with him. I just tell him how I see it and share how I look at it. You know, uh, like I told him the other day, I said, as parents, we make rules in our house that I'm sure our children think are stupid and arbitrary and unfair and everything else. But for the greater good of their lives, to benefit them, to put them on a foundation uh, through Jesus that is that their foundation in life is built on the truth of Jesus Christ, that... Those are the things that we have to do to ensure that as adults they don't fall into the wrong traps or fall into the lies of this world, right? I hope that they can see, and it comes with sacrifice. Sacrificing our lives for theirs shows true love because we're not worried about our life. Our life is secure. No matter what, if I don't wake up tomorrow and if I don't do another show, I am stand firmly in my faith that <clears throat> tomorrow I will be with my my God. I will see the face of Jesus and I will praise him day in and day out. And you know no matter what that looks like, no matter up until that point what happens, all I can do is work and do my best and take the promises and the truth that the Bible gives us and stand firm in the faith that it is now. It is not a time of the future. We stand on the promises that are in God's word, the Bible that we are given every 
word in that book is God breathed. We have different writers. God is the ultimate author. And when we stand on those truths and we apply those principles that are given to us in our lives right now, that we can walk a sin-free life now, not when Jesus comes back. That's where we attain our spiritual perfection that God wants us to be. I'm not talking about perfect, but we can live a sin-free life. Does that take 100% belief that we have the power to do so? We have to put 100% trust in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit, rely on him to lead us and guide us. In every situation, every second, every thought should be through God first. Am I say we're going to perfect it overnight? But no, just like I said, we're working out. You know, we're, we're working toward that. But if we start applying small disciplines and principles in our life, where we don't live a life of fear and we don't listen to the things Satan tells us that are past and we're not good enough and all that and tell him to shut the heck up, right? Look, this is what my God says. You already know you've lost. So now you're just nitpicking. Now you're just trying to bug me to keep me distracted so I can't fulfill the life that God had for me. So just shut the heck up. I'm listening to him. Stay the heck out of my life. Is he going to listen? No. But our focus is no longer on him and the fear and doubt and shame of our past, but now it's on the promises that Jesus says, hey, I have created you for this. You are meant to do this. And that, and it doesn't matter where you're at, whether you work in an office, whether you work on Wall Street, whether you dig ditches, whether you empty trash, your presence is meant to be there, right? Uh, our sermon yesterday at church was on your calling and, you know, where do you step out in and, and wherever you're at. It may not be your passion, right? But just like he was talking about Stephen, Stephen was called to serve the widows at a soup kitchen, but yet he created a huge movement. You know, and I'm like, because he stepped into God's calling, he stepped in to say, hey, I don't care what it is I do for the kingdom of God. If it's serving widows at a soup kitchen, then I'm in. And I think that's the attitude we have to take in our steps to living a sin free life. No matter where it's at, we have to step into God's power and authority and serving the kingdom of God. And that comes with living a life, not of fear. but as one perfected in love. Because when God looks at us, he sees perfection. His son's perfection. Not our own, but his son's. Because of the sanctifying blood of Jesus Christ. Man, I am so thankful for that. Because it took me a long time in my walk with Christ to get to the point to where, you know, I can look, if I stumble and if I fall, not to negate sin, not to lessen sin, but be thankful for Jesus in that when I do stumble and fall, the grace of his love, the power of his love circumvents all of that. That, okay, yeah, okay, I get it. I slipped up, I fell. Um, you know, repent of my sins, ask forgiveness, 
even though we know they're already forgiven, we still have to speak it. And we still have to admit to God that we messed up because that keeps us subservient to the father. And when we are in continual submission to the father for his will on our lives, he will guide us and lead us to where we need to be. Uh, so, I mean, that's kind of the first steps. Uh, I hope it was clear enough. That I'm, I, I mean, there's not going to be a five-step, ten-step program. We're just going to talk about this um, as God shows me light on it, uh, as I dig deeper into the truths of, uh, you know, his word and how we can apply his word into our daily lives in order to uh, live a sin-free life and, and to show people it can be done. And this ministry that he's put on my heart is, is now. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's something that has just overwhelmed me with a word I'm like, it's crazy because like I told you last show and like I'll tell you every show from this point, this is his show. Uh, this is his will. And uh, this is the message that he gave me is we can live a sin-free life, but we have to change our perspective on what the word says, not as something we ought to do, but something we are now doing. It is not something that should be preached lightly that, oh, well, we're still, you know, yeah, the flesh is of Adam, but we have a new spirit and the spirit supersedes the flesh. Jesus is dead. Ours does. So that's the truth that we have to take hold of is that it is here and now. It is not sometime in the future. Is Jesus coming back to reclaim all the souls and put them into their perfect state that they were created to be in communion with God with? Yes. And that's when we will be perfect, when we are kneeling at the feet and worshiping God day in, day out. But until that time, we are able through the blood of Jesus Christ, through the prompt, through the strength of the Holy Spirit to do so. But we have to take hold once again of the self-forgiveness and not live in that fearful state of our past sins. They are washed away. They are wiped away clean through the sanctifying blood of Jesus Christ. Now, not tomorrow, not when Jesus comes back, but today. And we must live in that truth today and from each day moving forward um and that's that's pretty much today's show man i mean that's that's one step that as men we can lead our families to and to preach that truth to them that we're not living a perfect life but we are capable of living a sin-free life like i said that's the sanctification process right I mean, that's what we ought to be attaining, not living up to a point and then saying, oh, we can't do that because whatever. No, Jesus says, go do. I'll provide the power. I'll provide the strength. So if we're living in that strength and in that truth and in that power, what are we waiting for? Yes, we want to see Jesus come back. Yes, we want the new heaven and new earth to be present with us as soon as possible because then we will have, no longer have all the stuff that it says we will no longer have. We look forward to that day. We look forward to that. 
that's our hope. That's our future. Everything here doesn't really matter other than spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ so that ever they, the 2.5 to 3, million, 3 billion people on this planet that have still never heard the name of Jesus Christ can hear the name of Jesus Christ. That's our mission. If we die in the middle of that mission, then we're honored by God because we stepped to the plate, took truth that our physical bodies have died, the one that causes so much trouble that we give into constantly, that they're, that's dead now. Now we're in the perfectness of our spirit and our pure design that God had when he breathed life into us. Then we'll be there. But now... We have to put the spirit first and foremost in this battle. We have to step into the spirit and let our spirit lead us, not the thoughts of our flesh. That's what Jesus tells us. Hey, forget about the flesh. It's, it's, it's worthless. It's just a vessel. We're just a vessel of the spirit to go and honor God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So remember that as you go out and do what you do today, men, that we live in the spirit, not in the flesh. We can fight the flesh because God has given us the power through Jesus' blood and through providing himself to us through the person of the Holy Spirit. So, men, you know, I hope this show has helped a little bit. I hope it gives you some points and tidbits on how we can honor God, live how and what God wants us to be. Uh, I hope it's helped you with your mindset of where you need to be at, that it's not some future tense, that we can attain it one day at a time, one minute at a time, one second, however you want to break it down, seconds, minutes, hours. Of each and every day, we have the power given to us through the blood and sacrifice of our Savior, Jesus Christ, in the Holy Spirit to live with a powerful spirit that overcomes the flesh now, not tomorrow, now, this minute, this second, this hour, to go out and step out and answer the call that God has put on our life as men to step out in that truth and lead as an example of how the Spirit wants us to leave our, live our lives for the glory of God in the kingdom of heaven. So, uh, once again, <coughs> excuse me, uh, check us out on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, if you have any questions or uh, anything, please uh, reach out to Todd Archer at the Call of Men Show at gmail.com. Uh, or your thoughts, whatever it is. Uh, if you just need a prayer, I'd be more than happy to pray for you. Um, for those that are listening to the show on a regular basis, and if it means something to you, I'd ask that you uh, pass it along to your friends, uh, that they may hear what God has put on my heart to share with you, us men, to help us grow together as a family, uh, and to step out and lead, lock arms, you know, phalanx it up so we can spread the good news of Jesus Christ in this world that has stepped so far away. But, uh, yeah, just uh, 
put the word out there, and uh, it'd be greatly appreciated. Uh, but like I said, if not, God's going to move this show no matter no matter what, uh, because it's it's His, not mine. So, men, as you go out and do what you do today, answer the call.